Hey folks, welcome into the Bench Pro CFP 100, where we recap all the latest college football action across the country and discuss the latest college football rankings from the college football playoff, the AP polls, etc. I'm your host, Wesley Splain. Join me today is Anthony Fratini and Oklahoma fan and diehard Hudson Center. Guys, what's up? What's up, boys? How we doing? Our first CFP 100 hosted by the Bench Bros should be a good one. Not the first one, the first one of the season. Well, yeah, the, you know, we have to get it in 20, because the SEC coming back. 2020 season. It's a good weekend to start it up, too, with the, mm-hmm. um, this past weekend. So we'll go ahead. We'll talk about week four. The SEC finally joined in. There was a lot of big games. The Big 12 and the ACC has been playing. This is their third week, if I'm not mistaken, going on with games right now. The biggest one was Oklahoma getting upset by Kansas State. 38 to 35, Kansas State 2,400 points. Kentucky and Auburn was a dogfight for Auburn until Kentucky had a bunch of late game blunt, uh, late game blunders and blew that lead. And Auburn ended up winning 29 to 13. Arkansas struggled, or not Arkansas, Georgia struggled with Arkansas, and then Georgia ended up pulling away with defense. Uh, there was a lot of good games. Texas and Texas Tech was a thriller and went down to overtime. Texas came back after being down by 15 with three minutes left. And then the one of the big ones is Mississippi State pulling off the upset against LSU, 44-34. to That was the first time a national champion has been spoiled in their season opener ever. So, guys, first thoughts on uh, week four. It's called week four, but it's technically like week one because it felt like a real college football Saturday than the previous week. So whoever wants to take take it, go for it. Well, I can take the I can take the first one as a uh, as a diehard OU fan. I painfully watched every minute of it. I have not gone back and put myself through the misery of the meltdown again yet, but I'm sure that I will. That uh, sucks. It, it, it's easy to blame the defense, and and listen, I get it. As an OU fan, as someone who watches Big Twelve football. I get that it's easy to blame the defense. And 24 unanswered points can fall on the defense. But if you really watch – if you watch the game, our offensive line, ours is an Oklahoma's offensive line, was horrendous. We couldn't stop a four-man front from Kansas State. We had we were given Spencer Rattler no time in the pocket. And, and listen, I think Spencer's going to be a great quarterback. I think he's going to be good. But he is a freshman. And if you watch a lot of the balls out of his hand – there were, a, there were a lot of balls behind receivers and underthrown. I know you had Drake Stoops on the sideline on the right side uh, at one point, and if he just leads him a little bit, that's a, that's a touchdown for sure. Um, but, yeah, you're not going to win a game with three picks, a fumble, and a block punt. That's just not going to happen. What's up with Oklahoma and Kansas State? It feels like Kansas State has just had their number. Oh yeah, they beat they beat them last year uh, in Manhattan. Uh, I think I think OU was down twenty five at one point. Rallied back, kicked the onside kick, recovered it. But then it was reviewed and said we didn't get it. I I got to watch that replay on game day. Didn't need to see that again. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this I, I mean I I think I was going into I was going into halftime. We had only allowed seven points by halftime, and I was like, wow, when was the last time Oklahoma through six quarters had only allowed seven points? And uh, right. that was the last happy thing I said uh, for that game. I mean, I go off the rankings in college football. I really do. Um, just, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how I want to say this, actually. The rankings matter. At the same time, they don't. Um, there's a reason Oklahoma is number three. 
in the uh, in the FBS um, standings, but at the same time, they just lost to the uh, Kansas Kansas State, and I know it's only about three points. Both teams put up impressive yards, but what's his name? Spencer Rattler. Yeah, is the quarterback through three picks that game. You, how are you going to win games if you're throwing the ball to the other team? Um, they can fix the issue with <clears throat> with their defense, um, and then also your quarterback can be more accurate and he's throwing the ball. You know, Oklahoma will be okay. If not, they're they're going to start falling down in the standings. He has a good deep ball. Like Spencer Rattler in that first game was really good. And then there was a block punt too. I mean, there's a lot of things that happened in this game that kind of. <clears throat> didn't go Oklahoma's way. Um, Kansas even ran all over that D line, that defense, uh, or the whole defense in general. So, uh, I mean, first couple games, like you said, Wes are kind of like this, and they'll find a, have to find their way or gonna, like I said, fall back in the standings. Well, this might be the Oklahoma one game blunder. They always lose like this game or whatever pretty early and then they'll just run the table and then hopefully make it into the uh, college football playoff. It's that way every year. Yeah. I think the, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say that a team is out of the playoffs at this point. Obviously it's early and you saw that like Ohio state where they won the national title, lost to an unranked Virginia tech went on to win it in 08. I think Florida lost to an unranked Ole Miss went on to win it. So it can happen, but I am not holding my breath for a CFP invitation. I think I think if we lose like two two game two or three games as an Oklahoma fan, two or three games for a rebuilding year, I can understand. Really, I just want to beat Texas. I think as long as we beat Texas, I'll uh, I'll be okay. And that's going to be tough too if the defense is going to play. Well, Big Twelve that's defense is always tough. That's going to be brutal. Texas will just pound that ball down on whatever defense they're going against. Yeah, so the Big 12 gets a bad rep for their defense, and, and they've heard a lot of it, like Texas Tech. I think Texas Tech has scored 55 or more points in, like, nine different games and lost all of them. Like, who, yeah, every who year. does that? Yeah, and, and so they, they, they understandably get that reputation. But at the same time, I mean, you look at what Mike Leach did to – now, it is, a, it is a depleted LSU team. It is not the same LSU team as last year. But he took the air raid and in one game threw for broke the SEC all-time record for passing yards in a game with uh, Costello, who is not a phenomenal quarterback by anyone's standards. Right. But that could also be like LSU was missing everybody on defense, too. They had to replace that whole entire secondary. No, oh, and I, and I yeah, and, and it was single when Singleton or single Singleton? Singletary? Uh, yeah, something like that. Devin Singleton, Devin, the, yeah. the outstanding freshman corner. Yeah, for sure. When he was out, I was like, "Oof, this is this could mean trouble for them." But I think if you watch Mississippi State, I, they're going to lose a game that they should not lose because that's Mike Leach's mo, and they're not going to beat Ole Miss because he doesn't beat rivals. I don't know why, just what he does. Right, you could I never bet, beat Washington. No, he couldn't he was beat at Washington, Washington State. But I think he's he's going to put. He's going to put some teams on their heels with the way he just throws the ball. Do you know how many rushing yards Mississippi State had? I guess like 50. Nine. Nine rushing yards. Nine rushing yards. That's it. He doesn't run the ball. He's going to huck it around the yard all day. Yeah, I should have expected that. Because 
you know, that's Mike Leach, what he does with Gardner Minshew. He made Gardner Minshew into a household name and put Washington State on the map when he was there for Wazoo. I feel like back to the Oklahoma point, though, they should expand the playoff to at least eight teams. I feel like there's going to be so many, especially with it being all conference play now, that there's going to be so many teams with like one loss or two losses, and it's going to be hard to judge based on the conferences of like which conference is better or whatnot, like who deserves it. Because you got the Notre Dame factor going to the ACC, and then you have the SEC playing 10 conference games. You could argue top to bottom, the SEC is the best conference. And then you also have the Big Ten with nine. It's just a lot. I I, I don't think the Pac-12 has any shot with seven games, especially when they only had Oregon as their top contender. But well, And they count their seven games. They're counting that seventh game as the Pac-12 championship. So really, a majority of that conference is only going to play six. Yeah. Like, who, who else is in the Pac-12 that's going to contend for, like, a – playoff spot usc and oregon i think that's pretty much it not even not even yeah. literally just <clears throat> literally just oregon oregon is the powerhouse of that pac-12 they're pretty much in full control of that that uh conference but if they run the table like it would be hard to put a 7-0 oregon team over like a 8-1 or like a 9-1 Notre dame team and their only loss is to clemson Notre dame looks pretty good Right, but I'm saying when it comes down to that scenario, when you're breaking down conferences, because there's gonna there's five power five conferences, it's one of them is gonna get snubbed, and with only like seven games, I don't think that's gonna be much for the Pac-12 to get in, even if Oregon blows out every team. Mm-hmm. Is the ACC breaking into Coastal and Atlantic, even with Notre Dame in there, or are they just gonna take the top? They have two teams? to. I think they have, have to. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't because know when I which... look right now on ESPN, it, it just has the Atlantic Coast Conference as one whole conference like the Big 12. Like, there's no break in the divisions. You know what they might do? They might do what the Big 12 with, like, the one and two, like the two best teams play yeah. in the conference. Because what? You're going to put Notre Dame in the Atlantic? I don't know. That would just be a major shift. I don't, I don't know. But is there any other games? I mean, we do have... Auburn like squeaking it out against Kentucky and I was stupid to put all my eggs into the Kentucky basket and they just absolutely blew it. They run a fake punt when they're up by like a touchdown in their own 20 yard line and it gives Auburn all the momentum. I couldn't Auburn doesn't look that good. I mean, I watched Bo Nix. Bo Nix was missing targets, but it wasn't really establishing the offense and the defense was missing 75% of the starters. I know Ant, you love Auburn, but I'm just I'm just not seeing them this year as they were last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, my my take right now on just sports in general is it's just too up and down. I mean, we're looking at this dude here, KJ Costello, throwing 623 yards. I mean, when have you heard of that happen? When have you heard of, we talked about this last time, of a national championship losing their first game? Uh, it's just, there's too much uncertainty. Um the only couple teams that I really think are going to have a great season this year is Oregon when they come back, obviously. Ohio State, obviously. Clemson, obviously. Um, Florida looks pretty good. A little questionable in that first half against Ole Miss. Um, and uh, who else was it? Oh, I had one more team I wanted to say. and I uh, Bama? Yeah. Not, not, I mean, eh. 
but there was Notre Dame looks pretty good. Ah, there's one more team. Oh, Texas obviously is really good. I like Auburn, but I mean, they just never throw. They never really dominate. They win games, which is important, but they never really dominate. You don't really see. I don't remember the last time I saw Auburn score, you know, 50, 60 points on a team. They usually kind of win their games by a touchdown or two at most. So, um, I mean, yeah, like I said, a lot of uncertainty, but uh, that doesn't mean anything yet because the season's still early. We'll just have to see what happens as we go on with the season. The sigh from Hudson when you said Texas was just was pretty funny. <laughs> I believe in um, Sam Ellinger, man. Watching him last year, like Hudson, something to watch. Sam Ellinger has been awesome. I mean, Texas defense is still stinky, and I think Oklahoma has that. It probably will be like a 60 the 70 point game. Oh, Sam Scramble Brains, man. I can't <laughs> wait for him to graduate. They treat him like he's the Colt McCoy. He does. He's not a great thrower. He's a good runner and he's a good field generator. General, I'll give him that. But he he can't. He doesn't make great throws down the sideline. Uh, he gets he gets. I mean, he got bailed out the last two years by uh, Duvernay and Colin Johnson. Duvernay was awesome last year. Still at. Oh, oh yeah. When when you've got two six six receivers to throw to, I think it would make you and me look like good quarterbacks. But to touch on Auburn real quick, possibly. I think, <laughs> possibly, I think a big issue that Auburn has is they uh, the new offensive and defensive coordinators and the turnover that they've had. Uh, right. I think like I, I picked Kentucky to win, um, just because of the con- of the consistency. Kentucky's not a powerhouse football school, so they're not they're not rotating coordinators like a revolving door. Right. They're still good. They're still a quality football team for sure. For sure, and I, I think I think what what really killed Kentucky, like you talked about the blunder, the two fumbles at the end of the game, the bad fake punt, and yeah. then the pick on the goal line. You're a right. power running team. Run the ball. I've seen that a lot with like college football, and even in the NFL, is like these teams will just establish momentum one way, and then once they get to like the goal line or a crucial play in the drive, they just automatically switch it up to like, oh, let's pass the ball now. It, it just doesn't make sense. I don't know if they're trying to establish what they like, what they don't like already, but it's just go with what you're good at. Exactly. I mean, attack your strengths. Don't worry so much about your weaknesses as we all have them. Attack your strengths and try to attack the other team's um, qualities that they're not good at. So if you got a bad defense, bad defensive line, run the ball. I mean, it's just common sense type of coaching. Um, and honestly, you're going to obviously make fun of me for this, but Ohio state, I remember, I don't know what game it was, but they kept running the same play, like the shotgun formation to the inside, like handoff to the, to the running back and up the line. Then they ran that again. Then they ran it again. Then they ran and the other team, whoever they were playing could not stop it. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like you, they've done this three, four times in a row and gained like 10 yards minimum on each play. Like, you figure it out by now, but some teams they just don't. So just go with what you know, what you're good at. Keep improving the weaknesses, obviously, but don't focus on them as much. And you know you'll be fine. But going back to Auburn too, like last year, they've only had one game where two games where they kind of really, well, I'd say like a couple of games, but 
where they really dominated, like Kent State, they blew them out of the water. They blew. They pretty much won by a long shot against Mississippi State as well. Then they lost against Florida. Then they lost by three points against LSU, which won the national championship. So they're kind of like up and down too as well. Um, but Wes, going on to your uh, your team that you you know had high hopes on there, Minnesota. What do you think of them now? <laughs> the Golden Gophers. What? Yeah, man. I remember you were talking about them. Like, oh, they're going to go Super Bowl. What, this year? College, Super Bowl, college, national championship. Um, Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, sure. Well, last year, yeah. But, I mean, (laughs) they really proven themselves last year. BJ Fleck has been awesome for that program. He's a perfect coach for pretty much any program. He's energetic. Yeah. They need that for the Golden Gophers. I don't know about them this year, though. You think they did lose just, a lot of seniors. Yeah, they did. They and, like you got MIA. Wisconsin coming back. Nebraska is supposed to be a powerhouse team now, but no. it would be good to see Nebraska back though. Nebraska Cornhuskers. The Big Ten Scott Frost. The Big Ten yes. commissioner took Nebraska and said, "If you're going to complain about what we do, we're going to punish you with a schedule." And their <laughs> first four games are brutal. They got to open up with Ohio State. Yeah. They open with Ohio State. They have Wisconsin at home, and then I think it's like Indiana or Illinois, and then it's at Penn State. <laughs> they're starting tough. one. And, they're starting one and three, no doubt. But Scott Frost is like turning the program around. They got a lot of young guys that played last year, so you know a lot of people have high hopes for them. But they belong in the Big Twelve. I'm sorry, as Big Ten guys, me and Ann are go ahead and take Nebraska back into your Big Twelve. I would love I would love to have Nebraska back. <laughs> Them and Rutgers. Rutgers is so pitiful. I'm I don't not know taking why Rutgers, Rutgers though. Rutgers should not be in the Big Ten. That's just embarrassing to them. It's like just wrong. They should belong in like ACC uh, the or a- ACC or like the a- the American Conference. They just get run out. No one shows up to the games either. Like what? The Ant, the one Ohio State game you went to, it was just all Ohio State fans? It was really majority Ohio State. I mean, they're – yeah, it was pretty much Ohio State. At least you have similar colors, so it looked full. It looked right. – yeah, it looked very similar. <laughs> very much. Uh, Ant, your BYU team is another team. They blew out uh, Troy 48-7. to Always believe in them. Always. Always believe in BYU. Miami's a good team, too, that could surprise a lot of people. They've blown out Florida State. They beat Louisville in dominant fashion. They got Clemson in a couple of weeks, so maybe you know, the U can be back if they pull the upset against Clemson. But that'd be a tough task. I don't know. So I asked Ant this on the last podcast, who he likes for the SEC. But Hudson, I want to see what who you like for the SEC. It feels like the SEC is more wide open this year than it has been in previous years. I think, oh man, until Saban proves me otherwise, I think I'm going to pick Alabama out of the West. And even as a Georgia fan, it's scary how good Florida looked. And I know it was one week. It's against Ole Miss with a new coach. I mean, but that that, that offense, that quarterback just took over. Uh, yeah, Trask, with Trask, Trask, with Trask, and, with him throwing to Kyle Pitts. If you don't double team, uh, I don't know if it's Kyle Pitts, but the receiver Pitts. Yeah, if you don't double team Pitts. You are making a mistake mm-hmm. because that man is a monster on the field. I think he had four He's, touchdowns against Old Miss. He had Isn't he like huge? Yards, 170 yeah. yards with four, yeah, four touchdowns. I mean, he just kept 
getting the ball to him. Yeah, he's like 6'6", six, six, like 250, 240, whatever it is. 6'6", 240. He's a linebacker, year. dude. That's that's scary to see. A big-ass tight end that you have to cover he, in like the little hook corners and out routes. Oh. He's Gronkowski in uh, college football. And he runs, too. He's really quick. So I like Dan Florida. Mullen, yeah, I, I like Florida, uh, but – I don't know if Dan Mullen's going to beat Saban in a in a conference championship. So I, I think I'm going to I'm going to go with chalk. I'm going to come down. I'm going to go to chalk and pick yeah. Bama out of the SEC. Who's Georgia's starting quarterback? Uh, J, JT Daniels got uh, was act was cleared to play after their Arkansas game. So I think JT Daniels is going to start for them. Where did did he transfer in? But like I, that's the name sounds. Oh USC, that's right. Yep. That's and right. he, because he's a quarterback, the NCAA gave him a waiver to play immediately. Yeah, of course they did. NCAA is so bad. I hate him. But anyway, I mean, who'd they have? They had like a freshman in there, and the offense just looked really bad against a terrible Arkansas team. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, when, when you're in Oklahoma, a Georgia, an Alabama, Florida, and Ohio State, the thing is, you're going to get – these lower teams like Arkansas, Illinois, Kansas State, you're getting you're going to get their best game every week because when you're a top dog, everybody wants to knock you off. And so Georgia came out really flat, and Arkansas just couldn't couldn't handle it in the second half and couldn't put it away in the first half. The safety that they gave up on a double reverse where the guy just runs towards the end zone and then fumbles it out of the bat. That's that's miserable to watch. <laughs> yeah, but their their offense with a with a freshman and no spring practice. I mean, it was yeah. He was fast, but he was making bad decisions. The game speed was just too fast for him. I mean, I think it was third and eleven. And he scrambled for eight yards and just ran out of bounds instead of trying to get the extra three yards. Yeah, that's what they do. Why were they wearing red pants? I never saw Georgia wear red pants before on their away uh, uniforms. It's it's their new jerseys. They came out with new jerseys. Um, because it was always gray pants, right? Yeah, I think it was gray or yeah, I think gray pants is right. Sounds right. But yeah, they came out with new home and away jerseys. Their home jerseys are, uh, I think they're black with a red collar, uh, and like it's like a dog collar on this on the collar of the jersey. That's pretty cool. Whatever. New trend. New trend. And what did you think about Georgia? I didn't really get to watch much of them. I do like Georgia as much as I like <clears throat> as much as I like my BYU team. But uh yeah, I didn't get to watch much at all. I don't think I even really saw any of it. So um Wasn't yeah, the I, halftime score five seven at one point? It yep. was. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know why like that was like that, but yeah, it was it was uh five seven, so random. Texas A and M and Vanderbilt was also a five-seven halftime score. Yeah, Texas so A and M. They had a lot of players opt out too, and they were supposed to be really good this year. Texas A and M is supposed to be really good every year, and then they're not. Right, but this is like the true Jimbo Fisher has all of his guys in as like juniors and seniors, and who is it? The Mund kid at quarterback. Like Kellen they play Mond. tech, yeah. Kellen Mund. They play um, Alabama this week. So it's yeah, like, you, did they? Sh- 
did they show all their like basic plays only and just held everything for this week? You know. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, the SEC's got two good games with A and M traveling to Bama and then Auburn's at Georgia. I thought it was so funny how the uh, the Georgia president was like uh, his stance on tailgating was like we're not going to have tailgating, but people are allowed in the lots. <laughs> it's like I heard well, that's that. tailgating. <laughs> <laughs> they like, just don't want to actually say it. Right, <laughs> SEC football, man, gotta love it. Just means more. So let's go into um, week five now. We have. Obviously, Texas A&M and Alabama. We have Auburn against Georgia, so that should be very interesting. TCU against Texas. Missouri and Tennessee, uh, some other matchups. NC State, Pittsburgh. It's kind of light, but there's still more dogfights dog now. Oklahoma and Iowa State. That should be an interesting one. Virginia at Clemson. So anything on this current slate that's caught your eye or any matchup you're going to be watching very closely? Kansas upstates Oklahoma State. Kansas State upsets, <clears throat> excuse me, upsets Texas Tech. There is no way Kansas beats Oklahoma State. No way possible. There's no way. Even if the basketball team dressed, they won't beat them. Kansas beats Oklahoma State. Kansas lost to Coastal Carolina. There is no chance Oklahoma State loses that game. Oklahoma State fell flat too against Tulsa. Yeah, their quarterback got hurt uh, on the first series, and their backup had no idea what he was doing. If Virginia, Tech, if Virginia Tech can beat Ohio State and Purdue can beat Ohio State, any team can beat any team. Dude, Kansas is like Can- Rutgers. Yeah. Kansas I'm, is almost worse than Rutgers. I'm going <laughs> Kansas. They should have a, a toilet bowl with Kansas and Rutgers because, dude, Kansas is so <laughs> bad. I'm not even kidding. I, hey, Ant, I bet you five bucks Kansas doesn't loses by more than 21 points. You think they're going to lose by more than 21? Oh, yeah. Kansas loses by There's, 21. That's plus. the spread. That's the spread, that spread right 21? now. 21? Yeah. Oh, man. I hit that right on the money. Hammer it. Hammer it. Because I hammered yeah. Baylor last week, too, and they killed him by 40 points. Oh, yeah. Can- Kansas. Yeah. They No, no way. No way. If, if Ohio State played Kansas, Ant, Ohio State would be favored by 60. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. That's a conservative, that's a conservative yeah, spread. That's very conservative. That's I like the so, spread from Rutgers and Ohio State last year. What was it, like 56 and a half? It was really something about there, yeah. <laughs> I really think South Carolina-Florida may be a close game. I, you know that's another one of my teams that I'm really on board with. South Carolina Gamecocks play great football, but then they just kind of at the end of the game, they just give up. They almost and Wisconsin is almost kind of like that too, where they play a great game in the beginning and then you just get fatigued and tired at the end. I don't know if it comes down to a coaching issue or a player's mentality, but um, yeah, that's what I noticed from those two teams. But I don't know, maybe it'll be a close game against Florida because rankings is it's just really early right now to to say Florida number three out of nowhere, and, but yeah, we'll see uh, what happens with that. But I think that may be a fairly close game. Yeah, I had one of my old teammates transfer to uh, South Carolina, and then he hit the transfer portal again. He, he's saying it's not going well over there in South Carolina. For football? Or- yeah, for football. I forget who the coach is, but uh, it's been rumored that like this is possibly his like, last year, and there's just uh, bad vibes around the program for some reason. 
If they didn't beat Georgia last year, I think they would have fired him. That was a crazy game too. What was it down like to the field goals? Yeah, missed a field goal. Right. TCU and Texas could be interesting. Texas is always vulnerable with that damn defense. I don't know how Texas can't recruit cornerbacks or linebackers. They can recruit. They don't develop. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just like transfer in guys on defense, and they just get schooled every single time. I think an interesting game could be uh, UNC's all the way up to 12. And I know they had a decent year last year. They play at Boston College, who's also 2-0. I don't love Boston College, but I think going on the road up to BC uh, could be a good test for for UNC as a football team. Really? I think they got uh, the Ohio State coach, right? Uh, Greg Shannon. Running back. No, 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 no. Sorry. Not Greg Shannon. What is his name? He's like a secondary coach. No, I forgot what his name was. Yeah, well, that yeah, that program State has been coach. playing really well. He was an Ohio State coach. I remember that, and he took over for Boston Jeff College. Halfley, Jeff, I think. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Halfley, yep. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Halfley. He's a boss. He's a great coach, great coach. So Boston should be uh, doing pretty well this year. That should be a close game, though, yeah. I mean, North Carolina that Sam Hill kid, and then what for that program. Maybe that's interesting. Carolina's favored by 14. I would take Boston College in that one. If you want to show the group of five a little love, uh, Memphis is playing at SMU's 3-0. and Yeah, that was a game day game, wasn't it? Last year it was, when they were yeah, in Memphis? It was, it was last year, and it was a really good game. Yeah. I remember tweeting out, like, who would have ever thought that Memphis and SMU would be the primetime game on a full slate of college football? But then it was there. It was like a shootout, too. Yeah, I think SMU lost. Uh, I think they lost their head coach. Uh, so did Memphis. Oh, yeah. So two new head coaches. Oh, you yeah. never know. So did Memphis. The Memphis guy went over to Florida State, and that's working well. So you guys think for the right game of the uh, of the week, Auburn versus Georgia, who you guys take? Yeah, I'm taking Georgia, no doubt. I don't think it's close either. Yeah, I think Georgia fixes uh, fixes their issues from last week. And I just don't see Auburn putting enough together. They are so suspect. They really are. The whole secondary is brand new, and they just didn't really have much of a pass rush against Kentucky. The problem was with these teams, they're both kind of hot and cold. Right. But I like, both hot Georgia's, cold. I like Georgia's cold better than Auburn's cold. Yeah. Like, what? Like, Georgia still has more returners on defense than uh, offense. I think offense, they lost a good amount of linemen and uh the taylor swift the running back but like they just have five-star guys that just pop right in and start playing right away whereas auburn they have more like four or three star guys that need to develop a bit undersized guys Bo next is still like a question mark to me and if jt daniels plays that's a big improvement i think georgia will take this game 27 20 um i like both teams i really do but Georgia, I think, is just more of a powerhouse team than Auburn is because, like you said, you said it perfect, is that you'd rather take Georgia's cold than Auburn's. Is like Georgia really hasn't had that many impressive, dominant games either that they've won last year. And um, although Auburn did beat uh, Oregon the first game uh, last year, but still, it's just I just I don't know. I have my uh, 
my belief in uh, Georgia as well. Do they still have Pickens? Who's that? Yes. Georgia? The yeah, the yeah. receiver. Yeah, he's the only guy on offense that I recognized. <laughs> he, he struggled last year with Jake Fromm at quarterback, but he got better. Megatron would have struggled with Jake Fromm as quarterback. <laughs> I don't know if Jake Fromm's on a roster. This new quarterback they got, though, Stenson Bennett, he's small, man. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. Yeah, he's a walk-on. Um, he might have a scholarship now, but he started as a walk-on. But I think, And he, he came in and, and kind of rescued them. But I think JT Daniels is going to get the start this week. Okay, because he, he has 211 yards with two touchdowns. That's pretty good in my eyes. I mean, if you're 5'11 and uh, 190 pounds playing at Georgia – but yeah, JT Daniels definitely has a little bit more of a more size. He's sophomore, so he's got more time to develop as well. More experience too. I mean, when he stepped in for USC last year, remember uh, what was it? The Utah game. That's when they beat Utah. Was mm-hmm. JT Daniels the quarterback? I think I he know. was. I don't know if him or if that's Slovan came in. Yeah, they were rotating quarterbacks like crazy over at USC, and they I didn't get it hurt. at all. Yeah. Their starter was like towards ACL or something. But JT yeah. Daniels is solid. Like he's got experience. SEC is kind of a different animal than the Pac 12. But, you know, maybe he'll improve with like actual star recruits around him. Like Georgia is what USC should be. Yeah, I think Pickens is going to have his day with that secondary. And as long as JT Daniels is starting and he's able to have some chemistry with him, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be like by two touchdowns. I really do. I'm so confident in that, that that might be like my pick of the week. Don't really see any upsets, though. Uh, I'm not really sure how Texas A&M is going to do against Bama, but Bama is like favored by 17. As long as Nick Saban is the head coach, I have faith in him. Right. But I like Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher is a great coach. Mm-hmm. Texas A&M no, has I'm, beaten Bama, uh, though, in Bama. I'm not sold on Jimbo. I know that sounds bad, and I know he won a national championship. But in my mind, if you look back at that, if that, if that Florida State national championship, I think of the 22 starters they had on both sides of the ball, 20 of them got drafted. Right, yeah. Was it uh, Derwin James on that team too? Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> the number one was Kelvin Benjamin. He was so bad at Carolina. But yeah, I mean – I don't really see any upsets. You guys see any upsets? Ant, you're you're crazy for doing Kansas, but what was your other one? <laughs> My other one? Yeah. I think I had uh Vanderbilt. <laughs> no. No. Whoever's playing Clemson, Clemson Clemson's gonna lose. Virginia? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh way. No, um <laughs> What was the other one I choose? chose hold on a second i can't remember what i was even saying i said kansas over oklahoma state and then kansas state over texas tech oh, it's not really state. considered an upset but i i mean i guess it is because i think texas tech is texas tech favorited no kansas no state's way. favorited yeah kansas so that's not really an upset in that case i thought texas tech was r- ranked just because they played texas last week but i'm wrong well, that's only two and a half points What's that? Yeah, it's, pretty, it's basically uh, a pick 'em. The spread. Oh, spread. the spread. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't really see any upset besides just honestly Kansas taking uh taking out Oklahoma State. Is, if that happens, Ant, you better put some money down on Kansas. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not ready to bet yet. That's huge. Something like, especially on something like that. Right. Just put five bucks down, though. The odds are stacked in your favor. I think Kansas would be like plus 2,000. Wes, are you, uh, are you hammering this Baylor minus three line at West Virginia? I don't know because West Virginia could be sneaky. Is it at West Virginia? It is in Morgantown. So that uh, wild. I might stay away from that. I don't know. Three seems really low to me. Six I would stay away from. Three seems real low for me. I I probably bet the over. Big 12 overs are always money. 53 and a half. Speaking of Big 12, though, you got Oklahoma and Iowa State. Like, Is that a bright spot for Oklahoma to get right on track or could Iowa State give them problems? They two have years, in the past. Yeah, two years ago, Iowa State beat OU in Norman. So this could be – it could be it could be bad. I'll be honest. We play, We go to Ames. It's on the road. You've only got a week to try to right the ship. Now, Iowa State's not looked great, but you come out flat, they're going to do the same thing to OU that Kansas State did. And then you've got to go into the Texas game with a two-game losing streak. That yeah, they can't do that at all. I feel like that all momentum would be in Texas's favor if that was the case. Because like with these kids in college football, like if you lose like back-to-back games where you were supposed to win, then it's pretty much everyone writes the season off. Especially if you only can get in the playoffs or whatever with only one win or uh, one loss, they they kind of just fold if they don't have the right guys in place at coach. Like Lincoln Riley's a good coach. It's just I don't know. They they could potentially that team is so young that it could be mood swings for them all year. It could be. And I think one of the problems at running back is Trey Sermon transferred out. He went to Ohio State. Kennedy Brooks was coming back, but he opted out of the season. And then Ramondre Stevenson uh, is still serving his, uh, his NCAA suspension for testing positive for marijuana for another four games. Right, substance abuse thing that they randomly test all the damn time. Yeah, so like our, I think our best running back is uh, McGowan, who's a true freshman. When he gets the ball, he looks like he wants it. Uh, and I like TJ Pledger. I like Marcus Major, although I've never seen him play because he's been hurt and he didn't get on the field last week. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously a lot of the running game is built on the offensive line. I think sometimes we give running backs a little too much credit. Um, yeah, have people moving everything up front, but they got to. Why Wisconsin's always freaking good because they always got the big farmer boys out there. Oh yeah, for sure. That's why their running backs are always uh, Heisman contenders because of the amount of yards <laughs> they put up. Now they're not to take away from them; they are good players. But yeah. when there's holes that you can drive Mack trucks through, it makes it a little easier. I they're only favored by seven, so I might I might go Iowa State in that one. Because it, it depends on how good Spencer Rattler plays. And Iowa State didn't look good against Louisiana Lafayette, who looks like going to be the Cinderella's this year. They made like a 56-yard game-winning field goal last week, and it was incredible to watch. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the vibe is with both teams. Iowa State was like 12th at one point. They have talent. They have like a, a 
Do they have a new coach? I'm not sure. But anyway, Matt Campbell's still there. Matt Campbell. That's right. Cause he was a hot candidate last year for some of these big time jobs. But um, yeah, maybe oh, it might be a overtime game or shootout. I, I just consider these big 12 games like these spreads are so big that they they end up being really close games all the time. Maybe who knows with Kansas and Oklahoma State. And if that happens, you got to be a Jayhawks fan. Forget sure. Oregon and Ohio State. Sure, <laughs> you know, I'll buy. You're all about the Jayhawks. Yeah, I'll buy a jersey. Sure. <laughs> all yeah, right, anything look, you- else? You never know. You really do. It may That's seem crazy. True. I mean, is Rutgers going to be at Ohio State? Of course not. But we're talking Oklahoma State and, uh, you know. Matt Gundy. Uh, yeah. Mike Gundy or whatever his name Kansas, is. The mullet. So. We'll be all right. Any last thoughts? Or anything college football-wise? No, not really. I just can't wait to see uh, – um, Ohio State come back in Oregon. Louisiana Tech against BYU. Your game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. BYU, baby. <laughs> Friday night game. Be there. Although I do have to say closing, Ole Miss has some really cool uniforms when they do the throwback powder blues. I did like those, actually. Yeah, they, they looked really good. BYU's is always with the blue, I don't. I didn't love that the AP put the uh, put the Big Ten and the Pac-12 back in their rankings, which caused uh, your Cinderella's Louisiana, your three and to drop out of the rankings. But did they really do that? Oh yeah! Wow. I feel like you should only put them in once they play a game. Yeah, like what? Why would why would an O and O team be considered better than a three and O team? Yeah, and why is Louisiana Lafayette not ranked ahead of Ohio State, man? Come on. Uh, no answer on that. Ohio State number one. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon's Come ranked? Back Come back next week. Uh, they should be. I'm pretty sure they were, like, top six, honestly. But I don't, I don't know. You're 0-0. Your 0-0 teams right now in the AP. You've got Ohio State at six, also receiving four first-place votes. You've got Penn State at 10. You've got Oregon at 14. You've got Wisconsin at 19. And you got Michigan at 23. Yeah, I don't know about that. I liked it better when it was literally the first week and it was all ACC teams. <laughs> Just 1 through 16 was all ACC. Like, yeah, you should play a game first before you get ranked. But it is the AP. The polls are always it's done. All, That's why you moved on from it. Yeah, it's all BS. When are the first uh, playoff rankings coming out? November? I don't even know. Uh, they will be released. They got a tall task this year. I don't know how you come up with four teams after this year. Oh. Their website's garbage. Website's always garbage. It's like from the 2000s. November 17th, I believe. Um, Tuesday, November 17th is the uh, first time they'll come up with rankings. 
Well, guys, that is all the time we have for today. We thank you for joining us on the CFP 100. This will drop every single uh, Thursday. So go ahead and listen to every single uh, college football action that we have tuned in for that. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Bench Bros Sports. Follow us on Instagram at Original Bench Bros. And go ahead and follow our website at BenchBrosports.com. We keep you up to date on every headline throughout the week on those pages. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and other media services. Again, thank you for listening. Guys, wrapping up week uh, college football. Last words. Go Bucks, go Ducks. Boomer. Suter. Blues. Go Jayhawks. Football. Why are you go saying uh, <laughs> Go Jayhawks and go Bloomsburg football. Go Huskies, baby. Huskies. You have to wait till 2021 for that, though. And go Stockton University football. Stockton even have a team? No. <laughs> no All right, I'm play. Wesley Splain. That was Hudson Center. That was Anthony Fertini. We'll see you next time on the CFP 100. We're out.